0: All right, what's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the Fight Day MMA show with your host Kayla Nero and my main man Kane and Sonye. And today we're going to be giving you a pre-fight analysis for the UFC Fight Night Figueredo versus Benavidez. So today we're only going to be doing the main card just because we don't do preliminary cards with the smaller cards. Just because it would take too much time. And not everyone's really interested in those those lower level fights. If you are really interested in our picks, just leave a comment or message us on one of the social medias and we'll get back to you with our picks for those as well. Um, but for that, I mean, we're not going to make anything in the video for it or add it to the podcast. So for the first fight of the night, we're going to start with Alexander Pantoja versus Askar Askarov, and I'm going to hand it over to Keenan to kind of give us a breakdown of that fight.
1: Well, Pantoja comes in this fight with a 22-4 record. He got 16 finishes, 62 in UFCs, four finishes. His last fight, he had a KO in the first round over Matchnell. Three of his last four fights have been in first round finishes. So he's hot, man. Uh, he's lost his last loss was decision loss to Figueredo who's fighting in the the main event of this card for the title. And he has a decision win over the number three fighter. He's ranked number four right now, but I think he's he's at number four because of that loss to Figueroa. And Askar Askarov, he's 11 and one. He has ten finishes. He's coming in. He's a Dagestan boy. we grown accustomed to the boys from Dagestan. They're dangerous. He has a draw. He also has a fight against a number three ranked guy, and it ended in a draw. That was his UFC debut. UFC debut against the number three guy in the class, and it ends in a draw. He's 1-0-1 in the UFC, and it's going to be an interesting fight for sure. Pantoja comes in as a more well-rounded fighter. He's good on the ground. He's good on the feet. People say he's better on the feet, but Askarov comes in. He's a pressure fighter. He likes to push the pace. He likes to keep people moving, and he's definitely going to look to get you on the ground. He's going to look to finish you. Ten of his 11 fights are finishes, and as we know, most guys from Dagestan, they know how to wrestle. Them boys know how to grapple. They know how to get you on the ground and control you there. And Askarov is the underdog in this fight, but I look for him to push the pace and do some great things. I'm looking for him in a possible upset in this fight, and I gotta ask our Askarov won in this fight.
0: So here's why you're wrong. Totally kidding, but uh, <laughs> so I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Alexander Pantoja, like you said, is the better, well-rounded fighter. Alexander Pantoja is definitely going to have the advantage whenever it comes to the uh, feet exchanges whenever they're on their feet and the striking exchanges I should say Uh, Pantoja is known to put people away. I mean he has heavy hands and One thing I watched with Askarov is watching his fight with Tim Elliott. Uh, Tim Elliott was also a BJJ guy very similar in um, Kind of skill level in BJJ as Pantoja And Elliot gave him a lot of trouble on the ground. Uh, He almost darsed him at one point in the fight. Um, From there, so I'm kind of leaning towards Alexander Pantoja as well uh, for my pick. So if you're going to bet with me, I would bet on Alexander Pantoja. He's more experienced. I think he's more well-rounded. And I definitely think he's going to have the advantage on the feet. And I think it's not going to be a big disparity on the ground game. I think Askarov will have an advantage. But I think Pantoja's BJJ will be able to keep him up. And, uh, or at least be able to allow him to make scrambles to get off of the ground So yeah For the next fight, we're gonna have Ariane Lipsky versus Luen- Luana Carolina um, For this one, these are two um, women who aren't very high-ranked Ariane Lipsky is 12 and 5. She has eight finishes, but she's 1 and 2 in the UFC and all of all of her fights have gone to Decision, so she doesn't get finished, but she also doesn't finish people. As for Luana Carolina, she's coming out from a Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. And she's 6-1 and one with three finishes, and she's 1-0 in the UFC. For me, um, I don't know much about these two fighters. I haven't really gotten to watch too much film on both of them. But uh, I know from Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series, they're constantly producing prospects. Sean O'Malley, Dan Ige. I, I want to say Macy Barber's a product of that show as well. So I always tend to pick with those people, especially early. On against lower level ranked opponents and then after that I'll start doing more of an evaluation on them however I think Carolina kind of has one bad thing about her where four of her wins against people who are making their debut their MMA debut so that makes me a little nervous but I think she's really talented and Dana White doesn't necessarily sign people to contracts off the Tuesday, Tuesday night contender series unless they're really good ask Dan Ige. Dan Ige didn't even get a contract at first so, the people who compete on that show are typically really well, really, really good fighters and are ready for the big show. And I think Dana White made the right decision by bringing her here, so I'm going to pick her to win this fight. Kanan?
1: So, in this fight, Carolina, Carolina comes in with a two-inch recent advantage over Lipski. But I believe that it's going to be experience that prevails all in this fight. All of their fights, their four fights combined in the UFC 4 have all been decision fights. I don't think there's going to be a decision here. So, I'm going to tend to lean with the more experience in this fight in Lipski, because she is the more experienced fighter. She has three fights compared to Carolina, who has one. I mean, she's fought ranked fighters. She fought Molly McCann in the last fight. She's fought ranked fighters. She hasn't, I mean, Molly McCann did great in the last fight, but that's the experience that I don't think Carolina has. Like you said, Carolina's fought a lot of people who've been in their debuts. Right. Four of her six fights have been debut fights, pro-debut fights for people she's fought. And I'm going to take Lipsky because of the experience. I think that's the big thing for me.
0: Respectable. All right, for the next fight we have Mark Diakies versus Raphael Fiziev. I guess, guys, these names are absolutely impossible for me to pronounce without at least hearing them first. I know of Mark Diakies, um, the guy with the red Mohawk. He's a savage. He hits super hard. He's fourteen and three with seven finishes. He's five and three in the UFC. He has two finishes and three decisions. Uh, He's only been finished once, and it was by Dan the Hangman Hooker, which is totally understandable. Danza Savage as well, and then we have Raphael uh, Fiziev who's seven and one with six finishes and he's one and one in the UFC, um, and he's only been finished once and it was in his UFC debut where he got knocked out. Um, for this fight, I'm gonna take Diaz just because he has the reach advantage. I think he has a one and a half inch reach advantage, and I know he packs a lot of punch. And if the other guy is getting KO'd in the, at, at the UFC level, uh, Keys is definitely a guy who can definitely go out there and put your light, shut your lights out at any time. So yeah, just for that, that alone, I think the experience level is going to play a factor too. Dia Keys doesn't really get tired. Um, as for uh, Fiziev, I've seen that kind of be a uh, a problem for him. So I, I think I think that Dia Keys is going to take this fight for sure.
1: So going with the aspect of uh, Fiziev lasting, he's only fought past the first round twice in his career in his eight fights. So I look for him to try to get the finish early, and if he doesn't, then I think it's over for him. If he does not get the finish early, then keys will work on him. He will pound on him, and he will outstrike him.
0: Similar to the so Alisson and I, uh, Lanier fight last on seventy two one seventy two. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I got Diaz as well. I'm going. I see the decision, or he's going to get Fizzy has going to get finished in the third. It's going to be a late round fight. I don't think Fizzy ever went. I think he will gas early, and because he's not used to it, he hasn't done it he's gotten six six of his seven wins or finishes.
0: I wouldn't bet against a first-round finish for either one of these guys, though. These guys both p- packed the potential pop to put anybody to bed.
1: Yeah, but I think Keys is going to win, either by decision or third-round finish.
0: I agree. Now we're on to the big-boy fights, guys. These are the ones that kind of get you excited, get you out of your seat. So for the co-main event, we got uh, Kelvin Gastelum versus Jack Hermanson. Kelvin Gastelum, as we all know, uh, recently fought Israel Adesanya for the interim middleweight championship whenever— He was scheduled to fight Robert Whitaker, and Robert Whitaker got injured. But he ended up losing that fight, and then now he's on a two-fight skid, losing to Darren Till recently. He's still 15-5 with 10 finishes, and he's 10-5 in his UFC career. And Jack O'Mantz is still relatively new um, to the big scene. I mean, he kind of had the long route up, you know. Um, But he's 20-5 in his career with 16 finishes, and he's 7-3 in the UFC with 5 finishes. Um, Only problem is for... Uh, Hermanson is that he did get knocked out by Cannoneer in his last fight which makes me a little nervous because I find Cannoneer and um, Kelvin are very similar in their their approach to the fight where they're very boxing heavy and they like to get on the inside and really uh, let the uppercuts and hooks go. However, I think Hermanson's a really good grappler. Hermanson's really, really funky in his movement and he's really active and he likes to move around the cage a lot and he gave Jacare a lot of trouble and Jacare is an amazing grappler and amazing striker I think Kelvin has the advantage striking over Jacare But I think Hermanson will be able to kind of match that and then if the fight goes to the ground I don't think Jacques I don't think Gaslam is anywhere near the credentials that Jacare had And Hermanson was able to handle him on the ground as well So I think with this fight, I think Hermanson's path to victory is going to be taking Gaslam down And Gaslam's takedown defenses in the mid-60s so it's, it's not like he's something that he's really proficient at. So yeah, I think Hermanson takes this one with the third round decision. I think he just kind of takes him to the ground and beats him up. He he can potentially maybe get a second, third round, like Armin guillotine or something like that. Something like he pulled off um in his in one of his more recent fights. I can't remember who he was fighting against. But he, he's very tricky with his submissions too. He hits submissions from weird angles. So I can see him potentially maybe finishing Kelvin a second, third round with a submission. But I would bet on a decision win for Jack Hermanson.
1: So what I see is Hermanson comes in with a 6-inch reach advantage over Gaslam. And I think that's a huge disadvantage for Gaslam because Gaslam is a striker. He's going to want to come in, throw some hands. But Hermanson got the reach advantage. He wants to get you to the ground. So if you come in, he's going to grab you.
0: He's going to get you and try to take you. I will say this. Hermanson doesn't have as long a reach as Izzy or Adesanya. So, I mean, Kelvin was sacrificing, I think, 8 inches of reach against Izzy. And he still did fairly well on the feet for most of the fight.
1: But he also against Izzy, he didn't have to worry about Izzy trying to take him to the ground. That is true. That, that wasn't something that he had to worry about because Izzy's not, a, not, not somebody that's going to try to take you to the ground. Right. And I think that's where he's going to struggle with Hermanson is that Hermanson does have this reach advantage, a big, exponential reach advantage. Six inches, is, that's pretty big. That's half a foot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I see that being a huge struggle for Gaslam trying to get his, his striking game together. Trying to get back past that advantage, trying to defend takedowns. When, like you said, his takedown defense is mid sixties, right. it's not the greatest. So I see, I find that's where he's gonna, he's gonna struggle. I think Hermanson's gonna be able to take him down and control the distance on the feet when he needs to. So yeah, I got Hermanson winning by decision. I I don't see that. I don't think there's gonna be a finish in this fight. I think it's gonna be a decision for Jack Hermanson.
0: Yeah, guys. So um, with all these fights today, there's gonna be a lot of disparities between me and Kanan's picks. Uh, I want to say there's five fights in the main card. One, two. Yeah, five card, five fights on the main card, and me and Kanan chose differently on three, and this is another one of them. So whoever you're betting with this week, we're definitely gonna have a winner of UFC Fight Island week one picks. Um, so for this first fight or for this last fight for the main event, we have a title fight in the flyaway division. After Henry Cejudo retired, the belt became vacant. Or actually, he he uh, left his title behind earlier whenever he, he went won. up to 135. And these two guys, Deverson Figueroa and Joseph Benavidez, fought for the title a while back. But Figueredo missed weight. He weighed in, I think, four pounds overweight. Came in, and he actually finished Joe in the second round, I believe? Or was it the first round?
1: Yeah, it was the second.
0: The second round. First round, Joe actually, yes. I, now, that I, now that you say that, I remember. Joe actually had a really good first round against uh, Figueroa, and I felt that he won the first round. However, All the judges had him. So... But in the first fight, in the second round, it was a lot closer. Uh, Figueroa looked actually kind of tired a little bit too, which which concerns me for this fight. and Which is one of the reasons why I picked Benavidez, but I'll get more into that. Uh, Figueroa leaned in. Figueroa likes to lean in whenever he throws his shots. what well, he leaned in and he uh, actually headbutted Joe. And I'm pretty sure it concussed him pretty bad. It split him open. And I mean, he was gushing blood pretty bad. Um, even Michael Bisting was like saying he was going to throw up from the blood. And it was pretty funny. But whenever he hit him that way and Joe looked kind of stunned and he, I think he was really concussed it only it only needed to take one more shot for Joe to fall and that's exactly what happened. Figueroa noticed that he was hurt. He ran up. He just punched him straight in the mouth and he fell. However, Joe, Joey B is a really talented fighter. He's the last guy to beat Henry Cejudo. Um, he went the distance with uh, Demetrius Johnson. So Joey B is definitely not someone to count out. Um, but I think Figueroa's power is going to be something to be concerned about in the first couple of rounds, first one to three rounds, just because Figueroa is so powerful and he's a big guy for the weight division. However, I think Benavidez is going to come in. Benavidez seems like he's on a on a on a train trying to run Figueroa over because he's mad about the way it happened last time, and he said that he wants to make him cry and feel embarrassed this time. And Joey B motivated, is a real is a real motivated guy. He's gonna he's gonna get it done. I think. Joey B, I think he's gonna outpace him throughout the fight. I think he's gonna tire him out in the third round, and I think he's gonna finish him in the fifth round with the uh with the submission.
1: So now I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> both these guys come in, they're both good fighters. They've Joseph Benavidez has been been around for a long time. I remember watching him versus Mighty Mouse in their two their two battles where Mighty Mouse won the fights. And Mighty Mouse is like losing to Mighty Mouse is something a lot of people are accustomed to. That win over Henry Cejudo was huge. These guys are both finishers. They have a combined thirty-two finishes on their on the resume combined. That's that's insane. But Figueredo has been hot lately. He's seventy-one in the UFC. Five of those fights have been by finish. And in the last fight, that headbutt was huge, hugely controversial. Figueredo, it said in his thing that Benavidez, when he throws a punch, he looks down and he doesn't he doesn't watch where he's looking. And that's where the headbutt occurred. They both believe each other caused the the headbutt. There's a lot of animosity going into this fight. I think it's going to be a war, first off. Joseph Benavidez hates this man. He is angry. He is pissed off.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there's a lot of bad blood. So that is going to make this fight really interesting. Both these guys are wrestlers. So I believe that it'll be another Usman Covington where this fight stays on the feet. Last fight, I believe Figueredo actually took him down and had a pretty good submission attempt. I, I, I believe, I believe that, I believe, I'm pretty sure that 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 happened in the first round. But Benavidez did win the first round on all the judges' scorecards. Yeah, score
0: cards. yeah well, he did almost catch him in an arm bar. I do remember that. So I think that this fight is going to be a
1: war. I don't think this fight is going to go into the championship rounds. I do have Figueroa winning this fight by TKO in the first, within the with by at least the third round. I have this fight. I don't think this fight will go. To go the distance at all, I don't believe it'll go to the championship rounds, but I believe someone will get knocked out. I believe there will be a finish.
0: I, I, I think I think it'll be a finish too, but I I, I just think that Benavidez is going to tire Figueroa out and take him into that deep water in the fourth and fifth round, and he's going to drown him. I think he's going to just tap him out. But hey, we can agree to disagree, and we'll see you come fight night, you know. And then whenever we do our post fight analysis, either you'll be wrong or I'll be right. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> um, but yeah. So yeah, that's it guys, um, for the UFC Fight Night figurito or versus Benavidez card. Uh like again, like I said, again, we're just only gonna be doing the main cards for these smaller cards. Um and I hope we really I really hope that you guys are enjoying the content. And I really hope that you guys keep coming back and I hope that you guys keep giving us feedback so we can continue to get better. Uh new podcast up on Spotify now. We're gonna be uploading all of our uh, post fight and pre-fight analyses on spotify as well as if we do any other shows we haven't really gotten around to doing any other ones yet um also we're going to be posting them on youtube still and we will be giving y'all updates on all of our socials so follow us follow us there and yeah guys thank you for coming back we love y'all canon if you want to sign us out man go ahead
1: thank you guys for coming y'all have a blessed day and i hope y'all see a war this saturday
0: all right guys enjoy the fights peace
1: lighter